Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington, and I'm joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit-Turner. Hello, Ben, and indeed, hello, everybody. And most importantly, if you're listening on day of release, happy bloody Halloween, why don't you? <laughs> happy Halloween, why don't you? Have a happy Halloween down your neck. Yeah, How exciting. Yeah. Are you feeling suitably spooky? Are you feeling uh ready to eat all the eat all the candy corn? It's a status quo around here. Always feeling spooky, always ready to eat candied corns or jelly animals of any description. The spookier the better, obviously. Jellied animals. Have you had any pumpkin down your neck? That's important. I've had That's the... Pumpkin for my de- for my, my dinner today, Ben. Lovely bit of pumpkin hell. and Mexican rice, ever so nice. What what, what a combo. Yeah, we're all yum. Yum. Yum indeed. I haven't really had good. anything. I haven't had any pumpkin spiced stuff. Um, as I said, it's a it is a status quo. It's a it's a being spooky is a way of life. It's not just one month of the year, is it? Yeah. Chockers for pumpkins all year round, only when it's obviously sustainable and it's their season. But you know, it's all right. I did I did Always think about getting a pumpkin. I did think about getting a pumpkin, but I think I've left it too late. This is gonna be the first year. In maybe like three years, I've not been to a pumpkin patch as well. So I don't know, like the actual legit Halloween vibes aren't quite there for me yet. Maybe it will settle in tomorrow. I think we're having a pretty chilled, chilled one. We'll answer the door for the trick-or-treaters, obviously. Got to get out there, get, get amongst it. Well, I hope everyone's having a lovely Halloween. We're here to keep you company today with a special a very special episode a halloween special one day earlier than our usual wednesday release day uh because we thought we wanted to get it out on halloween that makes a lot of sense doesn't it um and in terms of the halloween franchise we've done a franchise ranking episode franchise rating episode where we listed our preference of halloween movies um and the main episodes 
uh, we've covered obviously the original Halloween. We've covered the 2018 Halloween. We've covered kills. We've covered ends. And I think that might be it for main yeah. mainline episodes, yeah. right? We've uh, we've not done Halloween two yet, so technically we shouldn't be allowed to do this. But I'm going to make an exception to that rule. Yeah, let's make an exception. We well, we can come we can get, come back to it. Go we'll back come to back it. to it. But I tell you what, Ben, I, I think I was saying before we recorded. That last couple of those last couple of sequels with Michael, he's mugged me right off. So, oh this yeah, is my favorite. this is my see... favorite one now. He's in I'm detention, see... mate. I'm glad to see the bloody back of him. To be honest, what are you doing? Are you killing? Are you ending? Are you getting mulched up by the vulture? Are you in a cave, uh, rejuvenating yourself? Are you, you transferring... that, are you that boy now? Yeah, who knows? Are you transferring your power to another person? Spoilers for Halloween Kills and Ends, I guess. Uh, is someone attacking you with an iron? Are you be is or is it mob rule and suddenly you're going Super Saiyan on their asses? I feel like yeah. all of those things, all of the above. Give it a buddy rest on the show. Actually, I think we discussed it on the week you're off, but um, Miramax have picked up the TV show rights to it. Whether that means we're going to get some sort of anthology similar to like the way Season of the Witch looked like. Oh, Bates' zombie did. Rob Zombie it? one, yeah. <laughs> we saw that. We saw that. Um, and it kind of spoiled it a little bit, didn't it? The fact that um, even seeing him in his little clown costume in the start of the first film, I'm a bit like, he looks all shell-shocked that he's gone and stabbed his sister. Turn turn your back on him for a second, and what's he going to do? Stab Thank your sister you. up, yeah. Stab your stab your sister right up. Stab stab your own sister right up, and then have to go to prison and turn into Kane if it's the Michael Myers, if it's the <laughs> Rob Zombie version. <laughs> I just keep thinking of evil incarnate Michael Myers in prison. Like it must have been days where he like played a board game or had a had a little bit of a jam roly poly and custard. <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> Did he just stand straight up being silent and moody for like he's 14 a years unit. or whatever that it was? Is a, that is an incredible diet of, of uh, incredible high protein. How did, diet. So, how did he get so hench? He just tensed the whole time he was standing up like <laughs> 14 hours a day. Just <laughs> <laughs> some people are naturally hench though. Uh, <laughs> oh, bloody it. What's your, what's your regime in the gym? Nothing. I'm just a massive bloke. All right, fourteen hours in a day, just tensed, Tense all day, every day. But so, anyway, doing any bit. Michael Myers has taken too much of our time today. It's not about him today. Get off, Michael. No. It's the day. It's the day you went home. So get get yourself there. It's the night no one came home. Isn't that the tagline for for this for this uh for this movie? Is it? Yeah. Did they have to I rush mean, home to watch the giveaway at nine p.m.? It is a surprise you've not covered this film before. Um, I guess because it's like a bit of a, a black sheep in in the franchise. Uh, obviously, yes. it didn't crit- critically it didn't do so well. Um, I the redheaded right stepchild of the Halloween franchise. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, the redheaded stepchild. Obviously, it was going to go in a sort of anthology direction, and then I guess the powers that be brought it back to to Halloween to to Michael Myers centric with Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers. Uh. Six years later, mind. So when you think about it, like that's a long time for horror sequels, for sure. Yeah, it's a good six years where they were just like, "Bloody hell, what are we gonna do then? Get Michael Myers back? He's just just make out that he's all. He's got the formula. He's got the formula exactly. Whereas, um, obviously, if you just called this film "Season of the Witch," maybe, and then still suggested it was linked to Halloween somehow, even though the only real connection in this is. The advert we see a little advert on the TV with 
Halloween existing and as a Halloween movie. Is, Halloween's on the telly at 7.40 in the evening as well. Yeah, that's fine. In this universe as well, maybe it was like uh, family friendly. He's got he's got satellite TV that's broadcast from elsewhere. Yeah, and it is just like a really, it is just a weird film, isn't it? Like if you just called it Season of the Witch and it was his own thing, I think I still would have thought of it as a bit of a weird film. The fact that it's a Halloween sequel makes it, I guess, even more weird. I'm surprised it got to this point. I'm surprised it got past like being pitched. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can imagine uh, it be like by pitched and someone go, "Hang on a minute, what's this? No Michael Myers." Well, first thing, no. But uh, yeah, give, give us give us Michael. But I'm glad they did this, and I, we'll talk about how much we appreciated yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. it as we as we go in. I guess a weird a weird film, but still an entertaining film. And if you remember, and I I definitely um, urge listeners to go back to episode 250 and find uh, video store Kev's pitch for what he wanted ends to be where he was like he's going to connect it all to season of the witch and that's the thing i think if you're a fan of season of the witch you're a huge fan and you think it's like one of the key components of the franchise but unfortunately for mainstream audiences coming into this and if there was a callback to it in future films people would be like what the hell's going on it's a stonehenge in little little silver dollars attached to a mask (laughs) I forgot about the bits of Stonehenge thing. That, that guy so stole. Love... Yeah. And how did you get it here? Oh, don't you ask. Yeah, don't I love ask, that. It's one of my favourite bits of the uh, of the film. Like, he knows that some clever dick's going to go, anybody get that there? But he's Stonehenge, bring it all, all the way over here. And he goes, just one little line. He goes, oh, you should have seen the game we had getting this here. When I was a very young man, I started bringing tiny pieces of it back on a flight. And now I'm an old man, and I've got a whole bit of it here now. Yeah, it's taken <laughs> forever. He's been great escaping it out of the country. Every time he goes on holiday, straight to Stonehenge, chip of it off, put it in his trousers. <laughs> Is that a bit of Stonehenge you got there? Your air miles are absolutely off the chain, mate. <laughs> Your uh, carbon footprint, Donald, is massive. So before we get into it, obviously we discussed Halloween. Uh, let's talk about some horror news. And before we go too crazy into horror news there's loads of sequel news i'm just going to talk about one thing we've put out on the socials this week horror hangout plays we're oh, going I. to oh i we're going to now i've always done like little little gaming videos some live streams and stuff and twitch streams and little game videos i'm going to rebrand that which i was doing on the hawk and cleaver channel as horror hangout plays um where we play obviously just horror games um so yeah let us know if you what you want us to play it's going to be like a youtube only uh series and i've already got the first game ready to go what you going is, for, what's your first game i'm going for the x files game on ps1 the oh. full motion video <laughs> the full motion video x files game uh there is a sequel as well on ps2 called resist and serve i think which is more of like a third person like horror game um but i remember this exiles game and i didn't own it but somebody i know owned it and i was like in i was baffled by the fact it like looked like the show but it was a game so i'm gonna give that a go it might be a good idea or not <laughs> i don't know do you want to know how many discs it's got andy um i think it's gonna be four discs four ps1 discs it's four ps1 discs so it's gonna be perhaps i mean potentially a a huge undertaking uh 
but looking forward looking forward to getting my teeth into that uh so yeah oh, I've got some horror that. games I'd like an excuse to play if I'm doing it for content I might actually finally get around to playing them I need to finish that Blair Witch game I need to I need no, to finish about... that Blair Witch game talk about point and click adventures I mean I had to spoil it for myself I was finding it too stressful thinking whether the dog was going to die or not so I had to google it yeah, and I was like, now I can, um, now I can go into these things prepared. No I spoilers. need to go back to it. I need to go back to it. I don't know why I stopped playing it. To be fair, because it's definitely the kind of the oh, it's kind good. Of game. It's good, and I really yeah. like the team behind it. But um, maybe I'll do a point and quick adventure as well. Maybe I will try Sierra Classic Phantasmagoria. Oh, oh yes. Or Phantasmagoria did... too. That one's a little bit sexy though. You got to be careful putting that out. Is it? Yeah. Bit of sexiness going down. Um, I did a point and click adventure game, not a horror game, but it was when I was just playing a lot of different things. I did a one. I did the first Broken Sword game. Point and click adventure game sounds well and good, but when I was live streaming on Twitch, it was a bit embarrassing because I because when stuck. I got stuck, I was actually like, I'm gonna have to go away. I did. I did luckily have a few people like jump in and and sort of tell me what I needed to do. I think they were googling it. Someone's fair. got the guide up. That's nice. Someone's got the guide up. Yeah. Because uh, there's really specific things, but yeah, I think that's a, it's good because I think with horror games, if we do that, something extra for the YouTube channel, but also we can go back and play some classics, play some stuff that we maybe missed. I found there's a bloody Dracula game on the Sega Mega Drive, Bram Stoker's Dracula, like yeah. based on the movie. Get stuck into that. Get Bram Stoker on. Maybe we'll do. Yeah, I'm gonna need to get my tech sorted first because. I'm vaguely aware of how I can do video caption, set up my camera and all that other stuff. But then actually physically doing it, that's a different story. Yeah. It's not always straightforward, to be fair. I have to get this it's done. We'll have to, we'll, we'll be living guest and friend of the show, Ash Millman's life, getting all the wires sorted, getting it all done. Do a bit of <laughs> getting all the wires sorted. Ash, can I just ask you? I know you've got a lot of. Where do I stick this HDMI, eh? Where's my VGA where's output bloody, going? Where's those bloody wires go? Uh, Ash, I know, you're, I know you're not tech support. However, uh, just tell me what this is, please. Um, yeah. yeah. What, what HDMI switches are you going to recommend here to really get the quality down? But yeah, I'm going to... I'm, I'm, I'm up for this. This sounds a lot of fun. But you were about to tell us, Ben, about some sequels where we get too excited yeah. about video games. I mean, this is the thing. Uh, in terms of horror news... We've gone sequel crazy on the on horror news this week. Um, an announcement of one of them literally just dropped when just as we started recording, there's gonna be a sequel to It Follows. Yes. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. And it's called They Follow. Not They Follows, because that don't make sense. It's proper alien aliens vibe though. You just make the thing. <laughs> Plural. Yeah. Now they follow. Now they follow. You remember that there was one thing following you. I remember that. Imagine another two. Imagine two things following you. That's two terrifying. or more. Now imagine seven. Ah, oh, that's horrific. Don't want to get involved with that. In the mind will play tricks with you, Ben. Technically, they follow limitless, infinite things to follow you. Exactly. So you've um, got to watch out. So yeah, directed by uh, what's his name? David Mitchell. No, not that David Mitchell. What's his, it what's his it is that, but there's a middle name in there for the director. David Robert Mitchell. It's not yeah. David Mitchell from Peep Show and other things. Um, so apparently it is... Uh, so Neon are, are, are co-producing it. I think it was A24, wasn't it, the first one? Um, 
Mitchell returns as both writer and director for the sequel. Micah Monroe is reprising her role, uh, the lead role, and the sequel will, will release in 2024. Principal photography is set for 2024. So uh, we don't know anything else about it. We don't know, you know, what the story is going to be. But director's back, star is back, more of the same. Hopefully we get that lovely, tasty, crunchy disaster piece soundtrack as well because that really made the film mm-hmm. and hopefully we get we get an interesting shot of a really tall man walking through a door uh an old lady walking towards you for a hallway some weird uh, some... kindles so oh yeah that little clamshell phone lovely hello who's that well it was in some weird sort of parallel universe wasn't it um so yeah that is that they follow and then also earlier this week a sequel to The Black Phone. Apparently the Black Phones. Just... <laughs> it's called The Black Phones. What do you do if one black phone rings? Well, answer it. But what if two ring? Which one do you answer? Can't answer them both at the same time. Can you? You might. Horrible uh, the feedback. Black Phone 2. Have you got any um, information about The Black Phone 2? Um, I, any information about The Black Phone 2? So, I mean, I'm going to speculate before I begin. Do we know if anyone's reprising their role? I don't know about that. I know that Scott Derrickson is going to be directing and uh, the same like team are back, like, including the writers. Um, okay. But I don't know. Obviously, I don't want to spoil it for anyone either. But I don't know uh, what that means in terms of Ethan Hawke reprising his role. Maybe it's like a, a black phone killer. What's his name? The black phone killer. Oh, he was like called the, the grabber or the stature, right? That's it. The, the grabber, yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know if he's going to be reprising his role or it's going to be like a, an old, like a prequel, for example. I was going to say an old version of the story. I meant prequel. Where the phone was, it's going to go back to a time where the phone was connected. The phone was connected, yeah. And he's just using um, it for regular calls. Apparently it's the launch of a sinister new franchise coming out from Blumhouse as well. And it's set for June the 27th, 2025. I don't even know what I'm having for dinner tomorrow, let alone what I'm going to be doing on June the 27th, 2025. Uh, so there we go. Another sequel. I'll have a bit more of that. I like yeah, the Black I'm happy for. I'm happy for more of both of those. I think both films would have been perfectly fine without a sequel, but I'm not against either of them having one. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That's that's one of those things, isn't it? I'm like, well, if it's coming out, I'll watch it. I'm not going to be like, hey, this was absolutely perfect. There's no way I'm going anywhere near it. Uh, I'm not that kind of guy. Uh, and I'm then finally, the next, the final bit of sequel news we've got is that the Terrifier Free movie is being confirmed as a Christmas movie. There was a poster that leaked online, which looked like uh, Art the Clown had like Santa Claus's face torn off and was wearing it around his neck. Um, I was a bit. I looked at that poster. You know, sometimes you see a fake poster, you go, "Absolutely not." I looked at it. I was like, "It's too good not to be real. It's got to be real." Yeah. Uh, you know, you know what I mean. Like, who's gone to the time and effort to make something that damn good when it's you not I mean? when it's not the thing? I'd be I'd be annoyed if I was making Terrifier Free and it wasn't a Christmas movie, and then suddenly that someone poster made a poster. Out. I'd be like, "Oh God, I've missed a trick." But yeah, Christmas slasher. I think there's going to be some sort of preview teaser trailer being shown with Terrifier 2 when it is back in cinemas for a brief amount of time in November, I believe. Um, I'm guessing mainly in the States, but yeah, I'm sure that will arrive online pretty quick sharp anyway. So there we go. 
looking forward to it. And I know from, you know, word from the creative team behind Terrifier, they said certainly in early production that there was going to be some more focus on kind of story beats and things like that in versus the second one, right? Which I felt had in itself more story than the first one did. Yeah. I think they're they're building that side of what the of what the film is. So I'm interested to see what comes up. And again, not spoiling anything, but a bit more of a supernatural take on on some things, possibly. Um, so yeah, looking forward. Oh, check it out. You know, I'm gonna watch it. I'll watch it. Um, so there we go. I mean, that is pretty much it. I've got for news. Have you got anything else? No, nah, nothing else from news for me. Just been trying to watch all this bloody stuff. We have you seen anything then? So what we've been watching this week? Anything horror or horror adjacent that you've seen in I've the week leading up to Halloween? I got a few things for you. Um, got a few things we, for you. Should then. we round? Should we round Robin? At you yeah, give me one, go on. Give you one back. Um, well, fair. I tell you what. I will begin with. Well, let's go. Let's go. One with one that I can't really talk about at all. Um, we have seen, um, and we will have a. Uh, oh, this is news, Anna. What we've been watching. We'll have an interview about it in the next couple of weeks. We have watched upcoming Christmas horror movie. It's a Wonderful mm. Knife. Now, yeah. Right now, obviously, it's in pre-release, so uh, embargoes are up, so we won't be talking about this. But I have had the great pleasure of speaking with the movies re- uh, movies director Tyler McIntyre just the other day. Had a quick chat with him about making the film, and um, that will be out. Uh, is it first week in November, second week in November? Yeah, I think it's November the seventh. Is is down for release, so we'll probably put our our um, interview out around about that time as well. But yeah, opinions on that uh, coming up when it uh, when that's released. But what I can say, because that's not subject to embargo, but I had a lovely time talking to. Tyler, and you should uh, hear more what I thought about the movie at that time. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, what's um, your we, next one, Ben? We also will be releasing a bonus episode on When Evil Lurks. I think we've had loads of stuff on, haven't we? We've been doing interviews. We've been doing like various other coverage things. So When Evil Lurks, we'll try and get that out, our little bonus episode on that ASAP. Uh, I saw Totally Killer. The Amazon Prime time travel slasher movie. Well, how's that? Starring, starring the lady from the new Sabrina. <laughs> What's her name? Um, I found it. It was perfectly fine. It's in the same sort of vein as things like Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day to you. Is that what the sequel's called? Yeah. Yep. Um, in the same vein as that. Whereas, like, sure, it's got some people getting stabbed. It's got some slasher kills. But it's very um, easy to watch, uh, inoffensive, fun. Um, you know, time travel back, going back to the 80s is always a pleasure, isn't it? Well, I was a bit like, come on now. This is all. This is what the 80s looked like back then. Put, put a bit more effort in. Make put some, some more hair brown bigger. clothes on. <laughs> put some more brown clothes on. Make some hair bigger. Um, and I think if you just don't go into it thinking... Well, the rules of time travel would suggest that that would be, uh, frankly, impossible. Um, if you're a big don't... old science, then fuck off, will you? Just yeah, strap yeah, yeah. in for a <laughs> strap in for some fun. Like that, like that bit in Looper. Do you remember that bit in Looper where someone's fingers just start disappearing? That, oh yeah, no, because he smashed his fingers up in the past. That hurt my brain so much. Where I was just like, yeah, but surely 
all of his fingers would just vanish at the same time, not one by one. No, I don't know. It hurts <laughs> even thinking about it. I don't get it. Um, yeah, this was this was good fun. You know, I think in terms of like a slasher mystery, it wasn't particularly shocking. Um, in a way, like the reveal, I was a bit like, I'm gonna kind of need confirmation on what that means because I'm not I'm not sure I entirely follow it. But everything that le- led up to it was great, and actress who plays Sabrina is great because that's the first thing I've seen her in because I've not seen the Sabrina reboot thing. Okay. Um, you might need to tell me who her name is because um, I. Oh yeah, because you you're having the real life horrors of horrible computer problems, aren't you? I'm having the horrible computer problems right now. Uh, but yeah, that was that was good. I recommend that. It was one. It was one that was on my list as like I think during the magic weekend in October when about five different horror things released that was the last one I needed to watch so I've got it um, got her it name is Kiernan Shipka I think I could have given you a hundred guesses and you would have never got that a hundred give me a thousand there we go right what's next for you right next up on my list was I watched well, I'd forgotten I'd seen this which is damning with faint praise but i watched it again and i did enjoy it well enough it's on netflix right now it's called there's someone inside your house there's someone inside your house i feel like you've mentioned this on the show whenever you watched it the first time yeah maybe i did but i hadn't written it on letterbox so it hadn't happened but now i have so um we watched we watched that in the movie just a silly slasher And the concept behind this one is um, the mask of the killer is indeed like a 3D, a 3D printout, 3D printed mask, Mission Impossible style of the intended victim. And the killer's going around revealing all sorts of like secrets of the people that isn't. So if you've Uh... cheated on your maths test or accidentally beat someone up while you're doing some hazing or... (laughs) If your dad owns too many of the cornfields, these are really things that happened in the story. Or if you take prescription medicine, then the killer's coming after you. If you've um, got that mask on and you're going to kill someone, can you change your target halfway through? Like if someone else interferes, can you go, I'm going to kill you? you go, you've, got to, kill you've, you've, because... got to, you've got to be committed, unfortunately. Got, That's the rule. You've got to see it through. I mean, I don't I haven't I won't I won't spoil it, but you think if you're the police and that one, you just look for who has bought a 3D printer recently. Um, yeah, in, good point. In, in the community, ain't but, gonna be a lot of people, is it? No, not they're not commonplace. Um, but you know what? It was it was fun. It was silly. It was a good teenage slasher. It's on Netflix. If you're so inclined, give that a go. Sweet. Uh, okay. What else have I seen? Also, I saw the last the last video store. I did a little um, interview with Kev Martin and with Tom Rutherford from uh the from the film um before it premiered at fright fest halloween the weekend just gone unfortunately we couldn't attend this version of of fright fest because you know uh they don't want us far, back, they said. Don't <laughs> live in London. um but yeah kev and the, they, they were in canada so they didn't attend the screening however it's it's a good time you know it's a really good time i think if you're a fan of video stores if you're a fan of kev after hearing kev on the show literally uh, 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 got so much a wealth of knowledge and it seems like a never-ending black hole of videos well if you met no matter what you mention he'll have it if you go have you got 
Have you got the TV show Rainbow, the first three episodes uh, that were lost to... Yeah, I've got this on video. Have you got like a workout DVD or video from the star of this? Yeah, yeah, I've got that. He's got it all, you know? He's um, he's, he's the man. Like I said, when uh, we were talking about interest of the day, like I've not seen many people in this life with such genuine like passion and knowledge about genre cinema. Yeah. And there he is. And, I... and um, I'm not surprised by hearing you say it's a good time, Ben, for two reasons. One, because of course it is. And two, because I also watched it early today. Oh, you watched it as well? Hell yeah. yes. It is. I was surprised by how much like heart and soul it had. And that soundtrack, that simp soundtrack, just mm-hmm. took the emotions from like wherever they were. Like they were astronomical. And as I said in my interview with Kev, um, do you want to check it out as a bonus episode that uh, we released a few days ago? He kept playing it down as his silly little movie. So I told him at one point, I said, like, looking forward to catching up later. I'm off to watch Killers of the Flower Moon. And he was like, so you're off to watch a Martin Scorsese three, hour, three and a half hour epic. And then you're going to come and talk to me about my silly little film. And I was like, I don't think you should play it down like that. Because, of course, yeah. it's completely different. But at the same time, it had a lot going for it, you know. I, I really enjoyed all the like fake movies that were involved. I think as a concept, they were really so much fun. Great. They were so obviously good. It, obviously it borrows heavily from a lot from all over the place, but that's kind of the point, I think, isn't it? True yeah. story. Yeah, brilliant. I had a lot of fun with it. Hopefully, it'll be available for people to watch. I know certainly at Kev's store when it's available to buy in real life. Yeah. If you're in Canada, get I, stuff over. I did say to Kev as well. I don't know if you feel the same. Did you expect him to be half as good as he was? I don't know why. It wasn't like I was just thinking, oh, he's going to be naff. I didn't think that at all, of course. However, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, if that makes sense. Yeah, like I I know exactly what you're saying because a dynamic and charismatic man he is, but Kev does not list his job as being an actor. Um, I think he's very good. I think he was very good. He is very good. Yeah, definitely. So big up. Kev, big up the last video store. Um, yeah. Anything else on your list? I got a couple of shorts. I know that you've seen at least one of these, so I'll do these as a double whammy because we'll do these by runtime. I watched again on Netflix, dabbling with a couple of shorts recently. Yum, yum, yum. Um, I watched Disco Inferno, a 2023 short horror film, uh, only 19 minutes. A young couple conjures a dark presence that hungers for their unborn baby as they prepare to burn up the dance floor in LA's hottest disco. God damn. Um, God so damn. there was that. Just a lot of fun. It's 19 minutes. Um, yeah, good little spooky story. It's got some little scary scenes in it. And I also watched um friend of the show and previous guest, Jed Shepard's uh, directed and written piece on Netflix, Flashback. Oh, yeah. I saw which that you also too. Watched. Have, I met- have I mentioned that already? Did you mention it when I was away? I don't know. Maybe last week as well. Yeah, I watched that last week. So obviously Jed's been on the show. He 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 covered From Beyond on an episode quite a while back now. Um, but yeah, great to see everything he's putting out. And I've just been a constant enjoyer and supporter of everything. He's got like an FMV um video game coming yeah, out. Yeah, that's so um, that's on on the way along, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard to Here say with go. these things. Games take ages, but um yeah. anything else on your list? Otherwise I've got just one more. I just wanted to mention as well that I picked up a copy of Blobby Horror, a comic anthology by Frisson Comics, um, who I've sort of been following for a while. And this was like, and <laughs> again, a quintessential, quintessentially British um, 
pop culture phenomenon, Mr. Blobby, back in the 90s, had a hit single. He was on a light entertainment show. He had some sort of theme park called Crinkly Bottom, which I'm pretty sure I went to, which is like now abandoned. And he was a bit nuts and scary, and a lot of people were scared of him. Loads of little horror stories in a little comic anthology with other <laughs> with appearances by the Chuckle Brothers. Obviously, Noel Edmonds. Noel Edmonds, but like a naked Noel Edmonds, more so than he's clothed. And it's by lots of di- lots of different writers as well. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Was there some sort of agreement here to say Noel Edmonds must... He, must only ever appear naked in these comics? Yeah. And as somebody who grew up, and my, my little sister was like obsessed with Mr. Blobby. There's even a story in it, which is like about a Mr. Blobby cake. And I was like, I'm pretty sure my sister had that Mr. That Blobby blo- cake. I, the idea, like... Yeah, you're saying a Mr. Blobby cake. Words I've not heard since I don't know when, but I yeah, feel and... like that has conjured like a primal memory of knowing what a Mr. Blobby cake was. She had a video as well of like loads of weird. All I can describe the video as was like it was Mr. Bean, but with, but with Mr. Blobby. Like he'd be getting himself into loads of different hijinks and scrapes, um, and and just being a being a bit mad and terrifying. But yeah. Highly recommend checking it out. I backed it on Kickstarter, so I got a copy of it. Um, I'm pretty sure First on Comics are at Fort Bubble when we're there in a couple of weeks as well. So um gonna have to swing check by them. and check them out. I, I I guess, you know, with that coming up, we're gonna have to really pivot into reading a lot of horror comics in the next couple of weeks. I got the blobby uh, horror anthology as well. Need to get and read it. But yeah, it's time oh, to catch yeah. up on some comics before we're at Thought Bubble. Most definitely. And what um, what was the other thing you've got? My last thing I had, um, I've not seen the film that precedes it, but I did watch Escape Room colon Tournament of Champions. Oh, yeah. I've seen, I think I've seen that one. That's the second one, isn't it? It's second. I've not seen the first one. But you know what? I like a real-life Escape Room, so I thought, why wouldn't I enjoy this? And it turns out it's because the people that make them are horrible. It's basically <laughs> like if John Kramer from, from Jigsaw just yeah. did it in a motiveless way. Like, should I just get people? I just with, want to fuck traps. people up, you know? I want to get exactly the type of people who come to these escape rooms. Yeah. And he's got, like, limitless, limitless resources as well. You can electrify an entire train carriage. You can build a, <laughs> a beach that has quicksand in it. You was can... that an upside-down room in this one? There was no upside-down room in this one. That must be right. the first one. But that's the first one, yeah. You've seen Tournament of Champions, right? Yeah, I don't really remember it very well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's perfectly disposable, and it's just, again, it's a great way of doing a ton of different set pieces. Um, yeah, that you can have, like you know, in one scene they're in because they're all fake locations, like escape rooms. They're in a bank vault, and then they go through a door, and they're at the beach, and then they go through a door, and they are in like yeah. a, a, a city street where there's acid rain that comes down and it'll melt you. Oh um, yeah, the acid rain. I do remember that. And you've got, you be ever, you've got to be ever so good at escape rooms if you're going to get out of this. <laughs> I was about to say, how do you even collect acid rain? And I was thinking, it's probably just acid that they're... Acid that they then put rain. in the sky, yeah. Well, lot, lots and lots of things watched, um, which is Non-lesser than the film of the week film of the week i mean lots of things watch i was gonna have a, a, a mini rant as well just before we go into this right i listened to some sort of well it wasn't a podcast it was a youtube video and the attitude of somebody when they were like failing at um a film quiz which they'd obviously signed up for on youtube a horror film quiz indeed 
and the attitude of this person, and they said, "Ah, oh, come on, I don't watch any of these films. I got, I got a life. I go outside." And I was annoyed at that. To, to the You're point live streaming like... your reaction to doing a quiz on YouTube. Yeah. I would argue that if your measurement of life is not engaging with these films to watch them, you're losing, my friend. But I also think, let people just do what they want with their time, you know? You've got 24 hours in a day. A lot of those are set aside for work and sleep. With your free time, do what you want. Don't feel pressured to go outside. Obviously, yeah, go outside. Don't feel pressured to go and climb to the top of a hill if what you want to do is stay at home and watch Halloween free season of The Witch. Yeah. Enjoy that. You know, time is, and these are the same type of people who just go, "What's that?" Ah, oh, don't really watch films, no. But I just, I've, I've just watched all of Game of Thrones over the weekend. It's like yeah. I, I haven't got the, I haven't got the, the, <laughs> I haven't got the brain capacity yeah. to when people concentrate when, for two hours. When I hear people saying that, then my my immediate thought back to them is, "Oh, do you want to?" check the audio inputs on your microphone because I can see your mouth moving, but all I can hear you saying is wah, wah, wah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I just yeah. have a mini rant about that because this, it, it, it got, got on my nerves a little bit earlier. And I've definitely had it in the past where people go, God, you do watch a lot of horror films, don't you? Oh, come on. It's just like, yeah, but I like it. So, so let them I mean, do you, what they like as long as they're anyone the, else. All right? You've got a wonderful foot in both of these worlds, Ben, but like the same with like, Oh, buddy, listen, know all about these horror films and everything like that. What, buddy, sad existence. Now, if you excuse me, I'm just going to be able to catalogue every kick of a ball this football player has made in this entire 30 year <laughs> career. I'm like, oh, fucking you know shoot me in the head, mate. You know all those football matches that just happened? Yeah. Same again next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see if London Red can top London Blue this time. I'm definitely at the point of football now. Well, at the moment, especially with the team I'm supporting, not doing so well. Where the next time a game rolls around, I honestly do go, not again. I can't go, I can't go through this anymore. We played them. <laughs> we played them. We played them like two weeks ago and they hammered us. Uh, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy both of those things probably equally. But, you know, don't take anyone else down. Let everyone else enjoy what they want yeah, as long as it's not A, illegal or B, the Daily Mail. Yeah, those two things can fuck off. Those two <laughs> things can fuck off. But yeah, film of the week, which is Halloween Free, Season of the Witch. Can't believe it's taken 308 episodes for us to get around to this one. Um, but I, I think I say that every time we cover a film now, because it is almost like, how have we not covered this before? Um, and there's no sort of grand scheme, huge plan. We usually plan the episodes like maybe like a month in advance. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Who knows how that's happened? But difficult. There's a lot of films to get through. We'll get to them all. Don't you worry. We will. We'll get them all. And if films keep getting released, I'm going to be praying for a zombie apocalypse. So all the films are done. Uh, okay. So Halloween Free, Season of Witch, 1982, American science fiction horror film. The third installment in the Halloween film franchise, the first film to be written and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. They're just writing. Is that correct? I believe um, so. And producing. Oh, no, no, no. They're just producing, it looks like. Halloween 2 is the only entry in the series that does not feature... Sorry, no. Halloween 3. Come on now, silly. The only entry in the series that does not feature the series antagonist, Michael Myers. Where is he? What's he been doing? Um, had a disappointing reception, disappointing box office, and then he got brought back six years later. But yeah, in terms of the um, 
synopsis for Halloween Free Season of the Witch. Kids all over America want silver shamrock masks for Halloween. Dr. Daniel Chalice seeks to uncover a plot by silver shamrock owner Connell Cochran. I say, just from his name, I know he's evil. Um, not because it's a bit Irish, just because... No, an alliterative name, like a Marvel An, al- <laughs> an alliter- alliterative name. Uh, yeah, I mean, who does it start? Tom Atkins, Stacey Nelkin, Dan O'Herley, Matthew Curry, Ralph Strait. I mean, Tom Atkins and Stacey... Well, it's just the top three you kind of need to worry about. Everyone else is kind of just yeah. in and around it. Um, yeah, in terms of ratings for this film, we've got 5.1 on IMDb. Not great. 50% critic score. 28% audience score. I'm shocked by that. I thought it would have been one of those films. I thought it would be the other way around. was far higher than the critic score. But yeah, uh, 3.9 on Letterboxd. Got some choice reviews for you here. Um, Lou says Michael Myers may be absent from Season of Witch but that doesn't make it a bad movie I actually, I actually think it's one of the better entries in the franchise four stars Ida says Michael Myers was pregnant that year so the filmmakers had to improvise three stars <laughs> <laughs> Jesus uh, Joe Cole Joe Cole that's a footballer, but it's probably not him. I want to know. Uh, that. I, thi- <laughs> I think it makes perfect sense to replace Michael Myers as the antagonist of a Halloween movie with a magical factory, a boy band of androids, and a commercial. Three stars. It doesn't make uh, sense. I- also, if you're following the logic, bearing in mind that these films sequelized each other back in the day, Michael Myers got shot in the eyes last time. Yeah, his eyes were proper bleeding. His eyes. Came, it came sharp in his eyes. He got his eyes shot out by Donald Pleasance. What's happened? Have your eyes been shot out? They have. Yeah. yeah like, bit... Did my eyes get shot out and then he got like burned up in a fire? Yes. Well, can I case... can I just mention my favorite moment from the Halloween franchise, even though I'm what? halfway through these reviews? Is it when Paul Rudd beats remember... fuck out of him? No. <laughs> Do you remember when a man who just so happens to be dressed as Michael Myers in Halloween 2 gets shot and then ran over to death and explodes and then explodes just because he looked a bit like michael myers there there he is and fucked him up first of all how on earth did that happen because michael myers costume was haphazardly put together just by the first place he came across oh i'm gonna get a lovely some overalls and the mask was just in a shop right and it's set directly after halloween one right like the same night so it makes sense that mask would be on sale. That mask exists. That mask is out there. But the fact that he's combined it with the same mechanics, like overalls, whatever they are, is insane. <laughs> and that is oh. probably, but I think my favorite moment of the whole franchise. Don't know about it. I've forgotten about that. That's so so good. I would love there to be like a little, um, maybe a little prequel short where, you know, now we've seen Michael Myers' face revealed in in. In some instances, we could do a little film where we have a little short film where he's just escaped from the asylum and he is just like hiding out, like peeping around the thing. And he's like looking for people's ideas. And you see that guy buy that costume. He thinks, that's what I'm going to wear. Or do you reckon he's like dead embarrassed? Like when he sees that guy, he's like, oh, bloody hell, we're clashing. One of us is going to have to change. Mine was dead. One of us is gonna have to have to change or be run over and exploded. I'm my money's on you. Uh, the last review is from KYK who says 
Excuse me, am I supposed to root for this doctor who's me tooed his nurse and then got with the dead guy's underage daughter? She underage? He has to check, doesn't he? Only after oh, yeah. sex, he goes, he hang on a minute, how old are you? And she goes, I'm older than I look. Okay. I'm older than I look. Well, that don't mean anything to me in, in, in this era. He slaps one nurse's ass, doesn't he? Is that what I mean? He, I should have married you. Whomp. It slaps her and then he goes and like basically gets the coroner to do any work for him by saying how much sex do you want? Take you out for lovely dinners. How much sex do you want? Uh, Give me a metric. Give me a just a round figure, ballpark figure. Um, (laughs) He's so mean to his ex-wife. So we've obviously... (laughs) Oh yeah, he is. I'd call you on Monday, all right? What's the name of the hotel you're saying? I don't bloody know. We'll leave me also, they're not, they're not together, so you could say, I'm going away to a motel with this, um, well, this with, with the, the dead thing, man's like, daughter. When he started sleeping with the dead man's daughter, I was like, you dirty cheat, cheated so-and-so. And then I had to have a thought and go, hang on a minute, no, he's not. He's 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 perfectly within his rights to do what he wants as long as it's he should, be, but he should, But he should be looking after his kids. Oh, yeah. You don't care. I don't understand how this man gets embroiled in this whole thing, really. Because you're like, is... Oh, what's the end goal for him? Is it just to get laid? I, I mean, I guess he doesn't want to take his kids trick-or-treating. So it's like, oh, how can I fuck this off? I'm going to get really invested in this murder because this man turned up at the hospital and then a robot man came and poked his fingers into his face <laughs> to death. And then and then committed suicide in a car. Um, <laughs> because it seems like there's nothing in it for him, really. Obviously, if he knew that his kids were going to be... If he had any idea of the, the gravitas of this particular scheme by Silver Shamrock, he would obviously go straight to his house and get the masks and, you know, smush them he up. He does manage to solve it with a single phone call once he's found out about it. A single phone call like this. All right, I've got an answer for you. Then stop shouting at me for fuck's sake. That would happen to me if I had to make one really difficult phone call. I'd have to call my mum and give her one piece of information or something. She'd start telling me about some drama in 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 the in the street where she lives. Oh, Ben, I was out the other day, and you're never getting masks. No, get the masks in the bin, mum. Get the masks in the bin. The masks? No, they're great. Don't need to put them in the bin. They're brilliant. I've got one on right now while I'm talking to you. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck off, mum. Don't tell your mother to fuck up. Oh, no. In fact, get rid of the masks and you wear it and watch the advert. Bye. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's all it... to come. Right now, we just begin with... Actually, I tell you what, the, the, the beginning incident is a man <laughs> having a lovely time just doing his shift at the garage. In many ways, you know, a lonely existence. Ever so relaxing. Can you imagine that? All your job is to do is hang out at the garage Watch your stories and see if anyone comes and wants any petrol. Yeah, um, that's it. And uh, someone the, doesn't come on in petrol. Someone no. comes along bloody manic, clutching a silver shamrock mask. Absolutely manic, sprinting. His name's Harry Grimbridge, and he's got the jack-o'-lantern Halloween mask. Um, and he's pursued by mysterious men in suits. Yeah, they're after him. Um... Jack-o'-lantern's the best one of the three, right? Yeah, I think Jack-o'-lantern's the most iconic, and I think just because it's, like, front and centre in this film, like, we, it's the first instance of somebody, somebody's head turning to bugs um, is when <laughs> they're wearing happen. that one. 
the skull one and the witch one like is kind of just there as well a bit but the the jack-o'-lantern one's like the the iconic one and it matches that logo in, in the background as well that yeah. it matches the the silver shamrock thing yeah i think i'd personally on. go i think it's the eyes for me if i was if i was um in 1982s america when silver shamrock were putting out their merchandise i think i'd want jack-o'-lantern first if they were sold out itself with a skeleton yeah it's very squishy, they, look, isn't it? they look like they feel quite nice yeah very satisfying yeah, very squishy. And obviously, back in the day, back in the day, mate, growing up, growing up uh, in the UK, pretty much all you had access to, well, for me at least, in sort of like the 80s and 90s, was like these crappy plastic masks that I say all I had access to, I guess all that my mum bought me when I was young, with the really tight elastic thin stapled on either side of the, of the stapled thing. on either side and if, if that came off you're screwed the <laughs> edges of it it was plastic the edges of it would like break and and sort of split and like scratch you on the face um awful and obviously you, what you combined it with a bin bag didn't you yeah I mean, what was your what would have been your plastic mask of choice like a devil a werewolf postman pat uh, i've definitely got i i've got a memory and i think i've got a photo of me dressed as a witch so I think I was like, what's that? Gender roles in Halloween uh, <laughs> Halloween costumes? Forget it. And I've, I, I remember there's a picture of me dressed as a witch with a potentially problematic curly black wig. <laughs> <laughs> and like the hat and then I guess the mask and, and a bin bag as well. Yeah. So much so, right, that even the smell of this is going to be weird. But, you know, sometimes sense take you straight back don't they yeah. the smell of a bin bag even now takes me back to to all the all the halloweens of years gone by makes you hungry for sweets makes me hungry for sweets uh yeah good times yeah we weren't allowed to like we got an outer on this one my mom wouldn't let us go trick or treat and she's like bloody it's an american holiday it doesn't even exist it's not an american holiday mom it's from ireland but um and <laughs> Going out there, pretty begging for sweets. I'm not into it now. As adults, I can tell tell you, my parents will have a full house full of um, Halloween decorations up. They have a projector up there. They're they're super into it now. They have um they have a great time. They love a bit of Halloween. Been at a party at my sister's house just this weekend. Um, yeah, they're 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 big fans now. So I never got to go trick or treating growing up. Um, so you know, not the same bin bag based memories. Oh. So did you make up did you make up for it with some later life trick-or-treating oh yeah as an adult i've had like halloween parties and i love i love addressing up i think one of my favorite halloween costumes is and my mom was involved in that she got you know she had the, the skills like an excellent mortal Kombat costume did like a scorpion so i oh, painted my yeah. face like a skull and then put on like the the ninja Fantastic. outfit so then when i could when i take the when i take the like the face covering off and like a skull face underneath. Ever so good. Best outfit ever. Sounds amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm not saying that my tr- trick-or-treating memories growing up would even compare to that. I have to try and find some other images of me. Because I, I can only remember that witch. But I guess I did a shitty old ghost once. I did have I did have a scream costume from probably like the age of 
maybe like 14. That well, I, like, you squeeze recycled. the little heart thing and the blood goes down the face. I, I didn't have that. I didn't, didn't have, have the that, deluxe I, edition. I love this screen costume. I was like, I used to think I was the bee's knees going around because no, no one else had one. All right. No one else in my in in my street in the adjacent streets i was the only one walking around as ghost face obviously now ghost face ten a penny uh but then i thought i was uh i thought i was the shit yeah. and yeah i reckon four maybe even five years in a row halloweens even when i got to an age where like i wasn't trick-or-treating i was just causing havoc i loved running around in the old ghost face mask going out dressed as going out dressed to scream you're right like scream yeah. going out dressed to scream on a um suburban uk street is like like poison ivies at a comic-con can't bloody move you chockers for him chockers absolutely chockers uh what a time to be alive um but yeah so halloween in 1982 unfortunately the kids love silver shamrock masks the kids love silver shamrock masks obviously these adverts are knocking about we've got the jingle it goes from eight to one no, no, it goes from eight to three. It was such a, like, I was, ah, oh, I was open for more of a countdown. It's like eight more days to Halloween. Um, and, and the kids love company... it. When, oh, um, the kids when Tom it. Adkins goes back and he's brought them some of the shit plastic masks because he goes, oh, dad, mum's already got us some of these wicked silver shamrock masks. And the advert comes on and they whack how him much, on. How much do you reckon they cost? Take, in, take, into, take inflation into, into account and try and, like, to, in today's money, how much do those masks cost him? I reckon in today's money, they would be. I mean, they're quite a, they're quite a, a deluxe. They're like boglins that you just put on your head. So <laughs> I reckon they're relatively expensive comparatively. I reckon adjusting for inflation, you're not seeing change out of fifty for those. Fifty. Wow. Oh, okay. Was, okay. I... They're children's things. Was... Maybe there's a different tax bracket. <laughs> $34.99, not a penny more, not a penny less, rather. You can commit to that. So I was going to say 25 to 30. That's what I was thinking. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're you're a man in the world, so maybe 50. Maybe if some places can get away, get away with it, then they probably could, couldn't they? Depends what the company the, is, I think. It's, it's the hot thing, right? All the kids want it. If that is in the Asda aisle of Halloween, you're getting it for tw- you're getting it for 15 quid. If it's coming oh, yeah. from a big, if it's coming from a big label like Silver Shamrock, fifty could be closer. Yeah, yeah, that's that. I think you're getting the fifteen for like the supermarket branded one. And if your nan's gonna get you one, like, oh nan, you've got me the witch, and it's the Asda version of double. <laughs> I can't wear this at school. Oh my god, I can't wear. It. Oh come on, you got to wear it. Don't be ungrateful. I'm serious. I cannot wear it. Sorry. Do you want got me it. to get bullied? Yeah. Uh, so yeah Harry Gimbridge run Grimbridge he's pursued by mysterious men in suits he gets to the garage he collapses a guy called Walter Jones who he appears a little bit later as well uh, he calls for help doesn't he um, yeah. I don't think that the, the men in suits don't attack at this point do they well they don't want to they don't want to fall foul of Walter so he's he's taking him in and he's like oh there's not any trouble is that like bloody hell you've been Taken in by the system, you also yeah, it's fine. You, thanks for bringing this man to the hospital. Yeah, um, well, you know what's that... happened. He's he's done that before, and he's been accused. What's that? This man you brought into hospital, who's clearly been battered. It was you, wasn't it? You thumped him, didn't you? You thumped him right in the nose. Um. So yeah, obviously Harry is is like terrified and a bit uh, going a bit nuts, like passing out over and over again. 
And he's like, um, you know, it, it, the only thing he's able to say coherently is, oh, they're going to kill us. They're going to bloody kill us all. They're going to kill us all. So I'm guessing, are we meant to think that he just unearthed the truth he's, rum- it he's and- rumbled it, yeah. He's rumbled it, but rather than like put that information to good use and maybe like genuinely trying to take it down from the inside or from the outside, he just goes absolutely opposite. <laughs> yeah. He just he could have oh just taken God. that order and gone, right, cheers, I'm gonna go sell these at my shop now. Bye, bye. Bye, bye, just... bye, fucking honor, absolute nutters. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately he's given it away. And now, unfortunately, he's incoherent. But that's okay because once he recovers, now he's in the care of the hospital, Ben. Now Dr. Tom Adkins has abandoned his kids and um had yeah. to go straight into the hospital he so i think he's, we'll he's get to he the bottom said of i'm gonna take the kids trick-or-treating or i'm gonna take come back and take the kids for the, or have them for the weekend or something i gotta get to work it says they're an alcoholic doctor was he i mean he goes out to get he goes out to get some booze later yeah but that's not while he's on the job is it well, on a different kind of job, but you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I don't... Um, oh. He says, an alcoholic doctor has a strained relationship with his ex-wife and two children. Uh, yeah, he's a bit like that. He's not like... Um, I wouldn't say he's particularly a bad dad. He's just, um, a, I guess, estranged, and he's got other things going on in his life which seem to take precedent over his kids. That, that makes him sound like a bad dad. <laughs> things but... that he likes, things that he likes to go and do apart from do anything with his kids. Oh, dad, are you going to save lives at the hospital? Weekend? Admirable. Fucking. Going to save that's lives at the hospital, doing. and I'm going to take down an evil corporation from the inside. Don't lie to us, dad. Um. So yeah. As that the guy in the hospital, and this is when they basically leave him. And Doctor Daniel Chalice, Dan says, Goes, "I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna I'm go and have a nap. nap." Which I kind of I think great if you can do that while you're working, brilliant. So as soon as he his says, back is turned, as soon as his back's turned, he goes for a nap. Then a suited what does he say, man. What does he say to the nurse? He says, "What? Oh, you want to have a nap with me?" Yeah, oh, he's so cheeky, isn't he? And he and he and he says, "I wish I married you," and slaps her bum. Yeah, he's a he's a bad bloke, but then you know they 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 don't seem to mind. It was like that in the eighties. Well, isn't yeah. it better that it's not like that now? Yeah. I'm so that's it. Sorry. He goes for a lie down, and while his back's turned, he's lying down. A suited man comes in and shoves his fingers into that guy's mouth, kills him. How do you feel? How do you feel about the addition of these like Terminators? Essentially, like, <laughs> the robot. Do, do they really add anything to the film? I mean, I don't Someone's know to run why. Away from. With the power to build these sophisticated robots, I don't know why. Um, they want to kill all the kids. Why the well. bad man wants to kill with the with the other technology he's got? So basically, he's he's a, he's developed magic rocks that can turn you in, not, not like pretty much turn you into bugs or teleport bugs from the bug turn dimension you... inside your person. Turn you into bugs and snakes and other creepy crawlies. He can do um, that, and he can build these robots. And his plan is incumbent upon them watching an advert on Halloween. What has happened to him in a pre it, previously in his life? There's a made him hate kids so much. Uh, it's just B, a joke, him... isn't it? Because he goes, "Oh, it's just a Halloween trick on the children." Oh yeah, he does say that. It's just a harmless joke, isn't it? What all the I kids who what, watch people advert th- while wearing the masks will just turn to mush. It's just a laugh. It's, it's just, just a laugh. A, people, think that YouTube, people think that have YouTube pranksters have, have gone it too, taken it too far. Look at this guy. 
He's not pretending to pinch someone's wallet at the ATM. He is. Um, if this was turn your a, kids into bugs. If this was a YouTube video, what would the clickbait thumbnail be? Prank gone too far. Millions of kids dead. <laughs> it, it, it'd be like prank backfires, and it'd just be that um, thumbnail of that when he gets chalked at the end. What happens to him? He, what does he get turned into? Just chalk. chalk. He, he just turns becomes into... chalky. He turns into Andrew Lloyd Webber, I thought. Turns into when Noel Fielding was the moon that time. <laughs> Face covered in uh, covered in shaving cream. Yeah, uh, yeah. and that's a spoiler. Um, so, yeah, one of the robot men turns up and just what? Does that thing where it looks like he's going to do, you know, chiropractors on, on TikTok and stuff. You see loads of good chiropractor video, big crack videos. I've recently saw people doing like chiropractic but like on your face so like apparently clearing your pores and stuff so they just like crunch your nose down push your face down and stuff it looks dangerous this is essentially what they do to them <laughs> i don't want someone with strong fingers coming and like poking me in the face yeah. um yeah the robots i would say the strongest part of them structurally is the fingers um mm. and they they he just comes and they shove the fingers in his face and kill him from it and his little hands still moving afterwards as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's what that's a good. Um, um but then, so the, yeah, but then the nurse bollocks him and he just like storms up. What are you doing in here? He goes, Oh <laughs> like, like yeah. scarpers. <laughs> and, and then What are you doing in here? Oh no, I've been caught suicide. <laughs> yeah, um, straight, straight into the car, bit of petrol. Self I, I what do you call it? Immolation. Self immolation. Self immolation, just like that monk on the front of the Rage Against the Machine album. Uh, he just goes, covers himself in uh, petrol or gas and burns himself up. And then obviously Dr. Daniel Chalice runs out just at the right moment to see the car explode. Uh, first thing he does, calls the ex-wife and says, I can't be having a kid. Two people have died here at the hospital. And she's like, ah, and that what happens all the time at the hospital. And he's <laughs> this like, is different no, this time. accidentally. What everyone else before dies on purpose. Today. <laughs> you are being deliberately obtuse. What I'm saying <laughs> is that I can't go and go to the kids because people have died in a more dramatic way than usual at the hospital, yeah. and it's going to take me a bit way to more sort dramatic. it out. <laughs> Why is that the first thing he did? Ring them? And I'd just be like, call them tomorrow, innit? Why call them that night and say, listen, I know I said I was going to have the kids tomorrow, but now I can. Um, <laughs> he just he knew what was going to go down. He knew that the relative of the man who'd been killed is going to come in, and he's going to have to take charge. Um. So yeah, essentially, Harry's daughter Ellie comes in to like identify the body. She like, asked my dad, um, and she can, and to talk about the suspicious events surrounding his death. Um, what does she know about it? She, oh, like she well, she's got she's got his diary and said, right, he picked up this shipment at this place, and then his next appointment was here, and he never made it because he never misses that appointment. He always goes for dinner with somebody. That's right. Yeah. Always goes for dinner. He didn't turn up. I knew what must have happened. He's been silver shamrocked or had his face uh, smushed, smushed to dust. So yeah, something's something's behind this. I need to I need to find out what the what the deal is. And Tom Adkins, not wanting to have his kids for the weekend, is straight on it. And he's like, oh, any excuse, any excuse. I'll he's drive. Like, I'll oh. drive. I'll drive you up there. We'll have a look, shall we? 
oh, I got this. She's like, actually, I don't really need it. I'll get it. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'll do it. Don't worry. Don't worry about petrol. So, I can't, I'll I'll be, so they, they very briefly go and investigate her dad's toy shop and find all the things. They go, right, let's let's drive yeah. straight up there. Let's get straight to the... It's like a little, like, like a little town. I think things that are quintessentially like um, in films in the US where there's um, basically a little town that doesn't exist except for the grace of one big employer that's there, like Charlie Chuck, yeah. like Willy Wonka's chocolate yeah. factory. So it's called Santa Mira. It's in California. It's the hometown to the Silver Shamrock Novelties Factory, which made the Halloween mask. Um, that obviously they've he was carrying it at night of his death. I don't know. I feel like it's too much of a jump to now go, let's go and find out the makers of this mask. I feel like if someone was carrying a mask, you'd be like, What do you have a mask for? Is that because that's also the delivery he apparently picked up? Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So, so they've gone. To, they've gone the to investigate. Connection. They've gone to investigate the delivery, and yeah. in doing so, they go, right. It's time to. There's obviously something going on in this this town. Let's stay yeah. over, shall we? Let's stay over at a motel. And at this point, they're being watched from the shadows by various uh, robots. Um, they. I think they find out that their dad stayed at that motel in the past, and the fact that they go there and one of the first things they start doing is having intercourse with each other oh yeah when he when he stays in the room he goes oh i can uh i can sleep in the car if you want but he chants her he's like sleep in the car if you want. <laughs> she goes no you don't have to sleep in the car he goes, oh well it'd be better than sleeping on this floor and it's like where do you want to sleep and he's like do you want to top uh, and tail well the thing is right i would top and tail but i've got terrible athlete's foot all right, terrible. So you don't want that. It'd be so, right in your face. You don't want that. I mean, you could um, just you could just sleep in the bed and it just be normal. Like we are undercover trying to investigate my dad's murder, so um, you know, we could. The thing just... is, right? I'm like in my fifties. This way, this is Dan. I'm in my fifties. <laughs> you're in your twenties. Some people would see that as weird. I see it as opportunity knocks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and by opportunity knocks, I mean me opportunity knocking you off. Love. That's what he says, and he's straight. Knock- and considering she's probably a racked with grief because her dad's just died, b like died oh, violently, no, to died violently as well. Not just like passed away quietly in the night, reading a copy of at his face <laughs> chiropractored. He had his face chiropractored, not in a good way. <clears throat> um, although I don't know. I mean, it's fifty-fifty in this this initiation of sex, sexy time. Um, I don't want to spoil it, obviously, but there is a particular twist involving Ellie towards the end. No, we do need to think... spoil it, Ben. We need to talk about it, it did right make now. Me f- it did make At me think back At what point is she moment. a robot? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Um, is she a robot now? Because, right, okay, listen to this. Listen to this. If Connell Cochran has developed, as as artificial intelligence and robotics have gone to such a degree that he can make people who look, sound, Feel, smell, and, and everything sneeze, else like that robot like did later, and even sneeze like that robot did earlier. If he can make that, and he can also make robots that you can have sex with, he needs to forget everything else because, as we know, sex is the biggest business in the world. He is set for life. If yeah. he's made androids you can have sex with, tap into that, forget murdering all the kids, forget your masks and everything else. Tap into that, you're ready to go. Uh, and we'll just, the answer to that is, I have no idea how long Ellie was a was an android. He could just put a bit of um, uh, a bit of Stonehenge in their bum if he wanted to do that, and then they could get everyone. It wouldn't need to be masks. 
in did you say in their bum? Yeah. Just <laughs> every single one. Every Android sex doll he makes put a bit of Stonehenge in their bum. That is a very, very interesting sentence. And then and then they could just they could they could tempt someone into the bedroom being naked and they'd be like, follow me. And they'd be following them from behind. And then they, the laser could come out of their back end and turn them into bugs. I mean, if he's insistent on turning everyone into bugs instead of just making a little bit of money for it's his... It's just a laugh, for himself, Come on. It's just a just a laugh. Um, yeah, but the answer is I don't know. Was Ellie replaced at some point back at the factory when things were kicking off? Or was she an android all along? And was she sent there to... To, 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 to Lord Tom Adkins to this to look, town for no reason? To Lord Tom Adkins to this town for no reason. Um yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, does it? But, you know, I like to think replaced. She's replaced. Yeah, repla- at replaced at the factory she got, later. Cause she, yeah, because she got kidnapped. I'm doing that. But, you know, she got kidnapped later, didn't she? Taken to the factory and then Daniel followed. I reckon he never actually found her. He only found a duplicate of her. Didn't yeah, he? she was just in the... You know, they chucked her straight in the furnace and then made a sophisticated robot exactly like her. <laughs> but then why does she I... help him until they've ruined yeah. everything? It doesn't um, make sense. It doesn't I'd make love to sense. see that. I, imagine how horrific that would be. Like main character Ellie Grimbridge, she's come all this way. She's been kidnapped. That's all right. Dan's going to save her, and then we see a scene of her just getting slung in a furnace. <laughs> yeah. Literally, they don't even talk to her. They just like literally march through the door and just like hoy her in. Get, get in the furnace, and then later on we see her. We're like, how's oh, she still alive? I think because when she comes back to life and attacks, not back to life, but when she goes full android and attacks Dan over and over again. It's probably the scene, it is a fight scene between two of them. It's got like five jump scares. It's like <laughs> then yeah. he beats her then he beats her once and then and also you know what robots' favourite move is? Strangling. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um Bloody, you could just do it. <laughs> You know when they say like if you, if you're a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. If you're yeah. a robot, every program looks every problem looks like something you could solve with strangling. Yeah, I'm definitely just gonna strangle that. Um, Hang on a minute, this person, yeah, strangle it. This person's asking too many questions. Strangle it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. right now, there's there's no strangling going on. Well, it's more of a wider armed, more romantic strangle, aka hugging. Because she wakes up in the night. And this is it as well. I like... give you a wide-armed romantic strangle? Do you mean hug me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you could have a non-violent romantic wide-armed strangle. Yes, please. Um, so she w- <laughs> this is another thing. You know, she wakes up in the night and goes, Oh, do you want do you want more sex, Tom Adkins? And he goes, Wait a minute, how old are you? It's a bit late now. He goes, How old are you? And then he says, are you sure you're not even in the least bit tired? He's absolutely blowing. He's absolutely <laughs> knackered. He's busted gut. He's had a hernia from he's spuffing two... dust at this point, mate. He's, <laughs> he's, <done. laughs> he's had a guts full, and she, young and virile, is still <laughs> wanting some more sex. Tom Atkins. And, and this is when I thought immediately suspicious. Are you already a robot? <laughs> yeah, he's flaccid as a. <laughs> He's trying to play pool with a piece of rope. Overcooked spaghetti, Tom Atkins. No, he's surely. He's a virile man, but he's so, you know, just a bit of teasing. Um, Um, 
So, but this also feels kind of unnecessary and a bit mad, like the fact that there's a sexy time. It happens. It happens with Tom Atkins in the fog as well, a bit doesn't it? Like when he gets together with Jamie Lee, it's almost like he's got something written into his contract. It's like I want to sleep with a younger woman who's like one of the main characters in this film, and it for it to go on too long while you know some sort of external threat is present. Oh yeah, because yeah, because the external threat we have during the sex scene, we already met. Everyone tries to get run over in the car park of the of the hotel. So another salesman and his family are there, little little mm. buddy. He's like, and they almost hit him with the camper, and then a bike falls off the roof and almost hits him. And oh, then yeah. there's another saleswoman. She's pissed off um, that her shipment has been messed up, and yeah. she um, she makes uh, our sex machine main character the daughter, jump by beeping the horn exactly as she walked past it. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. I, I didn't me mean to scare you up. when I beeped Whoa. the horn as I walked past. Have you ever seen um, that video of an old lady walking past with a bottle of milk and someone beeps the horn and she just slings it? <laughs> Beep! She just slings it in the air. It's good. It's good. I'm going to need to find that. Um, oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, but um, <laughs> so there's loads of other salespeople in this little mode. Honestly, the most frequented motel ever. But while that sex scene is going on, um, the lady who is there to complain about a faulty order says, "One of the trademarks, one of the silver shamrocks labels has fallen off. Just one of the oh, masks yeah. that I had to sell. To be fair, my kid was banging it against a wall. Um, oh, don't make a problem of it, Jesus. But she's travelled to the main factory when one of the when one of the masks has been deliberately broken, she's the original. Though. The original Karen. Um, yeah. So she's every there. Time I, every time I say that, I'm talking to you. Forget that your wife's name's Karen, yes. okay. and the That's... connotations that now go alongside the rest of a good name that don't still apply. That don't apply to your wife. Of course not. I wouldn't suggest that for a second. However. Yeah, she's complaining for little to no reason. Um, she's going along, but unfortunately, she never gets to make her complaint because while that sex scene is going on, she's doing a knitting in bed, doing a bit of cross stitch. I'm going to go yeah. on uh, Dr. Kawashima's brain training. Standard, <laughs> standard things you might do in a hotel. Oh, got a crossword book. Got a uh, got a take a break from the airport while I was there. Lovely. So she's doing doing a lovely word search, um, and she just looks at the silver shamrock thing just as the advert's coming on because the advert is on ad nauseum but Tom Atkins is at a yeah. belly full of it it's um, definitely speeding up as well right yeah every time I wasn't sure if it was in my head or whether it's actually speeding up it seems to speed up yeah like... it gets faster all the time um, yeah. and while that advert is on she's like oh, this silver shamrock thing I'll just choose this moment to give it a little poke with a hairpin and um why not triggers it early and it melts her face off with a big blue laser yeah it electrocutes her turns her face into i mean the practical effects like the the gore effects people's faces melting and stuff like look great they look like yeah it's really good for what is on the surface of it a silly film about magical masks that will turn you into bugs she doesn't have to get her face blown off by this laser yeah so she gets her face blasted mad. off and becomes bugs. Yeah. 
Um, it, um, so it says the medallion emits deadly energy beam into her mouth. She picks it curiously with a hairpin. Well, that's good. Don't stick a bloody hairpin where it don't uh, belong. Um, so it's like a microchip, isn't it, on the back of the mask that she discovers. Um, yeah. So, and then men in lab coats turn up to take Marge's body away. Dan is like, I am a doctor. I said, I, I said, I'm a doctor. Like, don't worry. She's going to get the best help possible. She's dead. She's beyond help. At, at the toy like, factory. And he's like, well, who's going to look after her then? And then, yeah, the factory technicians describe, um, no, no. So they take it away and he hears the yeah, end. It's going to be in the Silver Shamrock factory essentially they've also got a great um hospital wing apparently and we actually see we actually see Cunnel cochran at this point right he comes up because oh we have a wonderful hospital he's having a great time yeah so he's like yeah i guess you would say uh, the willy wonka of this scenario a big friendly over the top uh sort of guy who definitely hasn't got a sinister side, right? Yeah. In many ways, outwardly, much nicer than Willy Wonka. He can be a little bit abrasive, whereas this guy... That's true. Ever so charming. He's got the Irish charm about him. He's lovely. He sure does. Um, Yeah. And is this when Dan, he overhears factory technicians describing a misfire to say it to the factory owner. Um, And that is when Daniel and Ellie decide to take a tour. Doesn't does Connor like invite them or do they, no, just, they just turn up? They, they just turn go up, they? to they go to investigate the order. He goes, Oh, they go and have a chat with the reception. Did this man pick yeah. up this order? And they say, Oh, couldn't possibly say. But then another man's like, Oh, I loaded that one. A green, green car, right? Green car that yeah. you'd easily recognize. Yeah, yeah, he was in that green car and he's uh, he went off north actually. Said uh, not to worry. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, everything's absolutely fine. It was like everything in this part of my journey has been in order. If anything happens to me, it must be somewhere else that I visit after <laughs> here uh, and then gets on his way. But then the other salesmen in this family are there for a tour of the factory. Um, yeah, that's right. And yeah. considering their ultimate fate in this film, why has he invited them there? It's his best salesman. Why would he do this to him? Yeah. Well, I mean, unless this is the end game, isn't it? So like, it doesn't matter if he's his best salesman because he even refuses to take orders for next uh for next year so he's like you might be my best salesman you've done more than anyone else for this but i'm going to make an example of you i mean why refuse to take orders next year if you're going to kill him anyway just go like yeah i'll put the order in yeah stick the order in shred it Um, um, Uh, how many do do you want 300 yeah i'll tell you what free free for you mm. brilliant spot on while they're touring the factory that's when ellie spots her father's car um, those men in suits are like guarding it. Uh, and then what happens? Well, they, they yeah, they go on the tour and they see also that the, the toy maker Connell is wicked at making robots. There's loads of like automatons oh, yeah. around there. And he's um, like, Oh, don't put that mask on. It was this one because it's been through final processing. And they're like, Oh, what's final processing? Making it. dangerous, it's too dangerous to even think about. It, yeah. Um, so yeah, they go on the tour. Ellie sees the car and goes, "Hang on, that's my dad's car." And they just sort of like get around. They go, oh, "I think we better go." So they they go back to the hotel. Ellie says, "I want to leave." Tom Atkins says, "Yeah, absolutely, of course." He does phone the coroner at one point and say, "Yeah, have you done the autopsy yet?" Just somebody just springs and stuff. We really dropped the ball on this one. He says, "Well, keep looking at it." Um, 
Oh, yeah. and we missed just before they went to the. I mean, I hate to miss this important scene. Maybe this is where we see that the character's meant to be slightly alcoholic because he goes out one previous night to get some booze in. And yeah. um, a homeless man, um, pissed off that Connell only brought in external workers, said he's going to get himself uh, yeah. a big old box of Molotov cocktails and um, burn down the factory. So having heard him say this, because Connell Cochran uh, like monitors the entire town, some of his robots come. They did not take kindly to it, even though the man says it was just they just pull his head off. Just a laugh. Oh yeah, they just yank his head clean off from his shoulders. <laughs> Twist his head off like a bird. <laughs> just pull his head off. Also, like all the CCTV that the that Silver Shamrock's got on looks terrible. You can identify anything. It's like all pixelated and and sort of like one color. It's all pixelated, and you'd never believe monitor anyone covertly because the cameras like go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time they look at anything. It's like the cameras in early series of Big Brother where like you go and people look up at it like, what the fuck? Jesus. Um, um, yeah, so now they've seen the factory and it's right, it's time to get out of here. Um, Tom Adkins leaves Ellie packing, tries, tries to make a couple of calls, but the guy's also in the phone lines, can't make uh, any yeah. calls. And when she when they when he gets back to the hotel room, Ellie is gone and he's being pursued by by robot men. Pursued by robot men. Yeah, every time he tries to get through to someone, can you get me through to the sheriff? Can you get me through to this? It's like, sorry, we can't do this. We can't do that. So, I don't. Does he try and get through to his kids at this point? I think it's a little bit later, isn't it? No. What he um, does is he sneaks to knowing that Ellie's been captured or is missing. He sneaks himself off to the factory, and when he's in the factory, obviously yeah. there are outside lines there. So he does phone his wife. Then it's like you said earlier, like the conversation with your with your mom, like just. Don't let the, take those masks off them. Take those really masks. Don't let them put the masks off. But they love the masks. They absolutely love these masks. They're their favorite things. And they're bet. At least they're here. You're not even here, Dad. These masks are a new Dad. <laughs> Look, <laughs> also it's one of those things where people should just accept. Look, he doesn't have to say that um, there's something wrong that that's going on there, because he could just say like. You know, they're dangerous. Stop it. I don't think anyone's going to believe him. Are they? That's the thing. Like, he's become such a unreliable fella that even like when he's calling like the, the TV stations at the end, it's like there's pretty much nothing he could say that that would make anyone not think he was off, off his rocker. Right. Listen, <laughs> listen, there is there's bits of Stonehenge in those masks. And if you happen to watch the advert while you're wearing them, you'll get turned into bugs. Yeah. What what could you even say? Like what could you literally say to stop people doing it? You'd be like, the masks have got asbestos in them. We've just found out. I'm the I'd be like, I'm the health safety inspector. inspector. Health inspector at the factory. We've just found out they've got asbestos in it. You've got to put that out as a thing. Get rid of the masks rather than watch. Put on yeah. your masks. Yeah, don't yeah, watch that as well because actually it's pretty it's that they've accidentally put out a, a program where it turns out that the presenters are wrong and it's just come out fresh news. This news just in fresh news. Pre present, presenters are wrong and he's cancelled. Make sure this doesn't go out at nine o'clock. The person who wrote the jingle 
he's been accused of being a bad bloke. So uh, yeah, if like, he is. hang on, I've just I, it's the uh, paedophile inspector here. You'll never guess who wrote that song. It's 1982, though. It go to number one. <laughs> yeah. It's 1982. Um, so, so yeah, he obviously tries to call. It doesn't work, really. Um, and then he gets captured. and I love the fight like... before he gets captured. So he fights the robot man. And oh, he punches. <laughs> those punches. He like tries to knock him out, and he does a couple of good punches, and then, of course, gets strangled a bit. But unfortunately, yeah. in all of the power that... Uh, Connell Cochran has put into the robots for resisting face punches. A couple of punches in the tummy, thump them a few times, and they'll start sicking up glue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so he, he thumps is... him in the stomach and glue comes out of him. But then after he's had that one fight, the other one just comes up and they puts the shoulders on him, hands on the shoulders, like, oh, arrested. Um... I mean, if you struggle so much to kill one, you can't take on another. It's like when a, when a boss, you think you've beaten a boss, you've struggled... And, and the second one comes in. There's two form. of these now. Two of these, yeah, I can't do it. So, yeah, they take him to the final processing control room. And this is where Connell Cochran gets to do his like Bond villain thing, where he essentially shows, again, rather than doing a big monologue at this point, he just shows uh, Dr. Dan what these masks are going to do. Uh, and in the room, they're watching like a video link of the family from earlier, the, the salesman and his, his wife and his kid who wanted the silver shamrock mask um, and shows them exactly what it does. And the kid puts on the mask, watches the advert. Uh, and while the parents are kind of like talking about other things, he starts he's turned to into turn, bugs, doesn't he? He's turned into bugs and mush and a horrible, great big rattlesnake comes out. Uh, the wife faints. Yeah, does um, she faint to death? Sorry, the mum faints. I don't know. The The mum faints and then the dad like tries to get out. And what happens? Is he it's bitten by a rattler? Oh, he gets bitten by a rattler, yeah. And then we see the shot, and they're all like, it looks like they're all dead in that yeah, room. Yeah, because she's got some eels on her now, but they probably just crawled yeah, out of the kid. Where come from? It's horrible, isn't it? How, how many things, is it like a never-ending like, source of load, of load of stuff? But Tom Atkins, Dr. Dan, has probably got the best reaction. Oh, he is literally fist. like, what the actual fuck is happening? You would be, though, wouldn't you? You'd be like, this can't be real. What is going on? <laughs> um, And then this Doctor, really explains it's a joke, right? Because oh, it's just a joke on the bloody kids, isn't it? It's just a bloody joke on the kids. I'm going to kill them all. Um, the microchip on each mask <laughs> what a is laugh. a fragment of Stonehenge that he stole. Which he stole, um, and it was in a clip. There was a news clip at the very beginning, which is like, it's like BBC World Service. Yeah. British authorities are baffled at how Stonehenge was bloody nicked. Stonehenge has been bloody nicked by someone, some sort of bloody magician or something. Some um, common San Diego though, motherfucker has stolen Stonehenge. It's supposed to be linked to um, Celtic, so like ancient rituals, native Celtic lands, sacrificing children at Samhain, pagan celebrations, witchcraft and all that stuff. We know it's linked to that, but like I don't really know how. Do you know how? Well, if you, if I mean, they do say that, like, at certain times when the barriers between the the world of the living and the dead are at their weakest, if you sacrifice some kids, you can get given all the bugs you can eat. Is that all he wants, though? Again, he just make sex, sex, sex doll androids, and he'll have anything he wants. <laughs> you can buy bugs. Um, you can buy you can buy all the bugs you want. 
you, you um, can get but yeah he's he's not really looked at the value of the thing that he's created here um but he thinks right best kill off um dr dan so he leaves him in an easily escapable room with a silver shamrock mask on him with an hour and a quarter <laughs> yeah. before with an hour and a quarter before the big finale what are you gonna do for an hour and quarter just chill no no i'm trying to get what's halloween um well, it says there that the mask kills the wearer with brain damage and releases a swarm of insects and snakes that kill anyone nearby. So it's like end of the world stuff then, surely. If every kid watching it, I'm assuming it's just US, but every kid watches it, that happens. And then what, their parents die as well? So like, yeah, fucking everyone. Because of, because of bugs and snakes. Yeah. And why are the bugs and snakes? Why do they kill people? How'd you how'd you program that? Are they, uh, yeah. are, they, are, they are they in on it? <laughs> are you bugs and snakes in on this? Are you all witchcraft people as well? Yeah, so basically, Don, um, Connell Cochran has gathered all the bugs and snakes around and can write lads. I got an idea for a joke. It's really going to get the kids. It's a right laugh. Will you get into this mat, these masks, and then when the signal comes, they'll be dead of brain damage. Ain't going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but you, then once you come out, just kill anyone nearby. That's all I ask. Deal. What's it um, for us? So he leaves. Oh, he gets this this music. Um, he he puts Doctor Dan on a chair with a silver with a with a skeleton mask on him. Um, yep. Little does he realize that the his incandescent rage will help him escape. And he does a brilliant oh, yeah. throw. He throws that mask over the over the. Um, Oh yeah, he does. Camera. First first time is all right. Yeah, first go. What a legend. Um so he managed to escape. Uh rescues Ellie. Then they all sneak into like the main control room. Uh he and activates in, the commercial on the screen. So and in the that. quick view of it, he's seen it when he killed that family. He he seems to have memorized the sequence perfectly. That's all you need, mate. That's all you need. Um so yeah, he sneaks into the control room, activates the commercial, and it like so he kills puts the, the commer- robots. He puts the commercial on, and then he and Ellie go up into like an over, like a gantry that goes over yeah, the, yeah. the thing, ceiling rafters, and he just it, yeah. tips a big box of silver shamrock like That's the it. the chips. He just tips them over the end, and with the combination of them falling and the advert being on, all the robots get like electrocuted. Yeah. They all um, explode, and then Connell, like, looks up and he's like, "Game recognizing game." Yeah, he's like, he like claps. He goes, "Well done." And my <laughs> evil plan has been undone by a doctor, by a, a slightly problematic doctor, and his young daughter, who's actually a robot, and I've programmed her to get you, but for some reason she's helping you at this. In this <laughs> she helps you at this stage. Point. Yeah, <laughs> surely he doesn't wish to be turned into chalk. And then he turns into chalk slash and, yeah slash not Andrew Lloyd Webber actually he looks like uh what's his name Jeremy Clarkson <laughs> so, uh, I always forget this guy's name soup cans paint <laughs> doing a bit of art with soup cans what's his name Andy Warhol oh, Andy Warhol he turns into Andy Warhol is so that yeah. that's pretty white anyway but the 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 magical stone, because there's a big bit of Stonehenge here, and this is the bit we said earlier, where it's like, bloody hell, the trouble I had getting this here. So yeah. the ring of computers basically becomes a stargate for a while, like a portal opens, yeah. and then it 
it turns Connell Cochran into a man made of cream. He becomes. Cream. <laughs> is he cream? Is he chalk? Is he cream? Is he chalk? Or is he? Is he? Is Andy he Treeball's? Is he Treeball's mascot, Mister Soft? <laughs> he becomes Mister Soft, and then <laughs> then is destroyed, made entirely of ice cream. He melts away. He disappears. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's so, it for yeah. Connell Cochran, the big, the big mastermind like big behind it all. Oh, you could, you could bring that up as part of Kev's theory. You know, if, even if you can't use the silver shamrock masks, you could have, you know, a little extra scene in Halloween Ends when he's like under the ground there, just I reckon a portal opening, him coming back up and saying, "I'll, I'll sort you out, Michael. I'll regenerate you." I don't reckon Connell Cochran's even the mastermind. I reckon he's just a, just, just a. A man for put the public eye. I reckon there's something else going on behind closed doors. And it's weird that obviously that there were like pagan rituals and stuff that returned in Halloween. Um, the one with Paul Rudd. Oh, where it's the Thorn like organization. Yeah. The bloody Thorn organization, isn't it? Um, would have been interesting if there were some links back to this. Um, it could it could be way. done. Um, so yeah, everything's uh, on fire. Um, Tom and Ellie drive away, not Tom, Dan and Ellie drive away. Um, and it's at that point where he goes, you're fully quiet. And, you know, sometimes that happens on a car journey. You can just fall into a comfortable silence. You can be listening to the radio. Nice. They've been through a lot. Like, it's nice to have some quiet time. And yeah. it's fine to ask for that quiet time as well. Sorry. I'm, and I want some quiet reflection, please. Is that okay? But that's not what happens. Dan turns to her and goes, you're right. And instead of saying, no, no, I'm just having a moment of being quiet, actually. Um, she turns and starts strangling him, and a second the hands go round his neck. Obviously, a robot. As soon as you grab me, I'm gonna keep driving, not put the brakes on, just keep driving, driving to a tree. And yeah, this is where there's like five jump scares as he keeps beating Ellie, and then she, yeah, yeah, he tire irons. Uh, oh, and by the way, um, we have a little cut scene as well where, um, Doctor Dan's friend, the coroner, is like, "Oh, look into Connell Cochran, will you?" And oh, yeah. she has one last look at the um That's right. One last look at the bits of material that have been burned. I think she realizes, hang on a second. We didn't accidentally do an autopsy on a bit of car. This is a robot, and it feels like there was a robot hiding just off screen to kill her when she works that out. Yeah. He he'd been there for two hours. Um and he was waiting yeah, I don't, for her to I just... don't I don't want to do it. If she doesn't work this yeah. out. She can live, but the second shot, she's like, she goes moment, to yeah. pick up and call the skep the the sheriff, and then the second she does that, literally a robot comes in, hangs the phone up, and then drills her. Oh Jesus! <laughs> literally drills her. Nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing. Literally, nothing. she's left. She's left a drill on the side. He just picks up and goes, and done. Yeah, you're done. Um, um, but yeah. So Dan, Dan beats beats Ellie, gets away from her. Um, car crash obviously he flees on foot he's running um, we get some <laughs> her arm is now. still alive she, that strangles him a bit oh, yeah. more stop strangling me for god's sake we see all the kids around the US in different different states getting ready getting all their masks together Halloween night is drawing in they know that they've got to watch the, the advert the commercial big at 9pm there's a big giveaway what's it going to be win a load of masks I've already got one I'm not interested I, I, win I a bit of Stonehenge the, um... I love the fact that basically these masks, you think they would lend themselves to being dressed as a jack-o'-lantern, a witch, or a skeleton. 
but the kids across the US appear to have worn regular Halloween costumes, but just with this mask. There's a brilliant one where there's like a jack-o'-lantern with a pirate's hat just riding about on a bike. I like that though. I like that. And obviously we get a really iconic moment, which is like the poster, the main poster, the main art, the silhouettes of all the kids like walking over the hill with like the orange sky Mm -hmm. in the background. That is great. That is iconic. Um, But yeah, Tom Atkins essentially gets to the garage from the start of the film. 857. Uh, 8.57, always on time. Um, Where, what's his name? Walter Jones is still there. Walter Jones is still there. He's like, get me to a, get me to a bloody phone. It's life or death. Of course it is, mate. Uh, <laughs> I believe you, fares as wooden. And then he's phoning up saying, just, just turn, just make up a reason to tell. say it's a bomb because, but you've just told me to say it's a bomb, so I know it's not a bomb. And it's like, no, yeah. just... I feel like there's literally nothing you could do in this situation. I don't think there is. I think you just have to go. It's horrific, but there's literally nothing I could do. Maybe in the days of the internet, there might. Some I'd be away, but you'd need longer than three minutes to get something. Yeah, something like that done. But also, yeah. like, those kids walk into the... You could have stopped them. Should... Kids, take those off, will you? Yeah, literally. It's almost like he's w- watching and waiting a little bit. He's a little bit curious as well. He wants to see... Yeah, so the, ad- the advert comes on, it goes off, and then the kids, ever so rude, change the channel in the garage television. Yeah. They they the channel, and then the the advert goes up a second night and then a third time and Tom Atkins so it's is on there three again. different channels so what are we supposed to believe it's on BBC One BBC Two I know it's not those channels obviously BBC One BBC Two ITV and <laughs> Channel Four they must have been on, well there's no adverts on BBC so um, would have been good point ITV three, four. Channel Four Channel Five yeah sounds like it ITV that, Two that's pretty mad isn't it it's mad to think that 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 would be happening, but yeah, yeah. He, so, so yeah, it, it, it's happens. taken off two channels, but then um, he f- seemingly fails with a third, and he's screaming into the telephone. Stop it! Stop, stop it! it! Stop it! Turn it off! Turn it off! Stop it! You could have just turned off the TV, and then you would have been alright. Exactly, but I like the fact that it ends on that moment. So there's not necessarily a happy ending. It's not. This, I mean, it is a sad ending because we're supposed to think he failed. Um, yeah. But yeah, I wonder if it was done with like ideas of what could potentially be become a sequel to that. I don't know. Um, An apocalyptic world where it's all just dead children's bodies and bugs. Oh Jesus! Across the world, doesn't sound nice, does it? Um, so there we go. That is That's Halloween. It. That's Halloween Free. season of the witch. Happy Halloween! Season. Happy Halloween to all of you, especially Doctor Dan. Well, not Doctor Dan. He's had a bad Halloween. Um, have you got any name Some game? name game. I've got three for you. Have you got any this week? i got three. Let's round robin that bad oh, boy. Would you like to go first? Oh, caught me off guard. Okay, so kids all, uh, all over America want silver shamrock masks for Halloween. Dr. Dan seeks to uncover a plot with Elliot's side. That's the, that's the synopsis. Okay, kids all over America want silver shamrock masks... No, no, here we go. Kids all over America want Jamie Oliver cookbooks for Halloween or any other day of the week. Um, uncovering a plot which which involves uh, some cod having salt and pepper put on it in the correct amounts. Uh, it's season of the fish. Season of the fish or seasoning the fish. Correct. Thank you so much. 
Um, I'm going to start then with this one. Kids all over America really want a chewy, chocolatey treat. However, the Xenomorph Queen won't share them. Oh, a chewy... Is it Reason? It's Reason, the chocolate chew, indeed. <laughs> oh, yes. Classic. And the what? The Xenomorph Queen won't share them. Like she actually has the monopoly on reasons and is not sharing them, not sharing them at all. Reason of the bitch. They have reason of the bitch. I was not comfortable calling any actual human woman a bitch, so I went for get the away from queen. her, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. Reason of the they bitch. Go. Reason of the bitch. Okay, kind of similar. Um, kids all over America have been grassed up. By the same person. He's a massive <laughs> grass. And this time at Halloween, all of them are trying to bargain with this person. Don't do it again. Um you're reasoning with the snitch. <laughs> reasoning with the snitch. Correct. Um so um someone, kids all over America bloody sick of the inherited wealth and privilege of um of king charles the third so they um they they all gather together with dr dan to um <laughs> commit a crime against the uh the throne but not in a really bad way they just put a load of rosehip powder in in king charles's pants but it is still a crime I feel like it's really weird. Is it treason of the rich? Oh, I, I, they put rosehip powder in his clothes. Oh, so what does that mean? It means ever so uncomfortable. He's he's scratching. He's got an uh, old rash. Treason, oh, treason of the itch. Treason of the itch. Because my next one was treason of the rich. So that's why it's confused me there. Um, always on the same wavelength. So that, that was my last one. Have you got one oh, more? I yeah, I had to I had to amalgamate that one because I had treason of the snitch beforehand. So I just mixed it up. So I've just treason got those two the, then. Treason of the bloody snitch. Um okay. There we go. That's name game. So we've got to rate the movie A to F. Pluses and minuses are allowed. Uh rate good or rate bad. I can't remember I know we rated this quite highly on our on our Halloween franchise ranking. I think we both put it second or third maybe third i think third actually yeah um but so i don't really know how if we rate it now what that means i think my rating maybe has slightly changed anyway because i did i thought it was all right before you know but now i think it is iconic i don't think it's like the best film but a lot about it is iconic and especially with um Kev talking to us about his his pitch for what he would like Halloween ends to be linking to this is great obviously for the for the amount of fans who who like season of the witch um but I think I'm happy enough to just give it a straight B I feel like sure the addition of Michael Myers in any context wouldn't really have made sense um if it was just a film called season of the witch I think I'd feel the same the fact that it's got the Halloween name to it doesn't really mean much to me because we've got loads of Michael Myers afterwards possibly too much they're just a yeah, and, his, and his big in cell energy um yeah um i'm with you and i just had to look this up so yeah i did in a halloween franchise ranking ranked season of the witch third 
just yeah. behind um, Original Recipe Halloween and um, 2018's by David Gordon Green. So, yeah, this is a bit of an all-timer for me in the franchise, and I think it's because a little bit opposite to you, whereas you feel it feels like a a separation from the rest of the series. I think as a whole, it makes the series all the stronger because it's like a little, nice little palate cleanser. This is a nice sorbet in between yeah. bouts nice of Michael sorbet. Myers. Lovely, yep. lovely little palate cleanser. So um, I enjoy it for that reason. And I kind of like its tonal mismatch because it is a silly film. A silly film with lots of really quite graphic violence in it, and like people, yeah. be, like kids being having their heads melted and turned into disgusting bugs, or a woman getting her face blown off by a magic laser. Like these things right. shouldn't go together, but yet here we are. Um, I'm going to join you on a there. B, uh, and, and I liked it a lot. Awesome. I think a B is fair. Let us know what you think of this film, whether it's your favourite of the franchise, the, the red-headed stepchild of the Halloween franchise. Um, there we go. That is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And that is the end of our Halloween special. Happy Halloween to everybody out there, whether you're dressing up as uh, a bin bag, curly-haired witch, scorpion. It was scorpion, wasn't it? It was Scorpion or Scream, Scream himself. Scorpion or Mr. Scream. Uh, enjoy yourself. Be safe out there, of course. Don't do any tricks, will you? Treats for everyone. Don't do any tricks. Because... In this cost of living crisis, don't go wazzing eggs at people. Come on. Starving no, kids out eggs. there. Just eat if them eggs do up. A trick, if you're going to do a trick, do a harmless trick, like kill all the kids in the USA with yeah, just, some sort of weird just witchcraft. Laugh witchcraft murder scheme uh that's fine so yeah thanks, and if you everybody. do like if you do steal the stonehenge do you know put it back afterwards yeah for god's sake um be respectful thanks for listening if you enjoyed the show become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout uh thanks to our current patrons including um I'm not, I've stopped reading out the list. I haven't got a list in front of me. Thanks to all of our current patrons, all of you under one umbrella. Thank you for your constant support. Uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. Appreciated. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or a review. Head over to the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors for more. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. I don't know why I never mentioned that. Um, next week, we begin November. So don't feel blue. October's over because the spooky content keeps coming from the Horror Hangout podcast. Um, are we okay to say who is week, week one? Do we know who week one is? I don't think I've confirmed the exact dates, but in an order to be confirmed, um, yes. we have, well, we have Emma, who we met at Fright Fest, and you'll have seen some of um, some video with her. She should be joining us all being well for talking about Deathgasm. Um, what else have we got for the month of November, Ben? Anything else that we can throw out? Joey Oliveira. Um, yes. Joining us to discuss, not quite sure what film is going to be yet, but horror horror um, comic creator. Um, he's going to be talking to us about one of his favourites, something that inspires his comics. We've also got Ad from the Bristol Black Horror Club. 
again we haven't decided on the film exactly yet he's going to join us to be talking about that um and also m aka the jigsaw killer on instagram is joining us for the final episode of the month which will be dead silence that one's confirmed there you go there you bloody go a load of apprentices hasn't he another one another one coming out the woodwork um just announced it on instagram as well bloody hell another bonanza another bonanza of a month um a interview with um the director of it's a wonderful knife coming out in the next week or so and also our bonus episode on when evil lurks and i'm sure in and around that lots of uh, extra additional content horror hangout plays remember that so keep it here for all your horror content across any time platforms at uh, all times any time of year forget just october all the normies enjoying horror in October. What's that? Watching a horror film? It's a way of life, mate. Any day of the year, mate. Any day. Right, there for now, go. happy Halloween, yes. everybody. I hope you have a lovely and safe one. Um, yeah. Get Enjoy. out there. Get it up, yeah. And we'll get see you next yet. week. All the best. Take care now. See you soon. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.